What's up, 99 Nation and lovers of Toronto sports? This is the good, the bad, and the ugly in Toronto sports. Myself and Bob Walker go deep into what's good and bad. As diehard Lee fans, you can imagine we had a lot to say about that. And our apologies to the Toronto Blue Jays. I think they got miscategorized. They should be the good because they've been on a tear lately. Uh, Jesse and I recorded this a couple days ago, and since then, the Jays have been on fire. So go Jays, go. That being said as well, there is a small audio malfunction at the tail end of this podcast. So we're so sorry about that. Enjoy. This is the good, the bad, and Toronto. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? What's up, everybody? This is the good, the bad, and Toronto where we talk about Toronto sports, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm joined via Skype with my main bro, Ball Walker. What's up, baby? How's it going, buddy? First time talking to you tonight. Glad to see you. <laughs> my God. So for those who don't know, we're going to pull back that that um, <laughs> the screen. We're going to erase the fourth the wall. Yeah, yeah uh, a little BTS. Uh, Jesse and I are already recorded about a third of this podcast and then i realized that we weren't recording um i'm heartbroken <laughs> about it but we're here we're we're here we're queer we're not going anywhere so let's make this happen okay i'm gonna have a quick sip of my beer i gave it a great intro in the beginning this is still in from the wild west coast ipa from the good people at new ontario breweries jesse what you drinking uh i've got a less full miller highlight so, uh... <laughs> Might have to make a break so you can go and grab another. Cheers. Um, cheers, buddy. Mm. All right. So if you're listening to us via your pod catcher, thank you for downloading this as well. I think we're going to we're gonna put this up on our uh, Facebook page and maybe even our YouTube channel so you can check that out. We don't put a lot of content up on YouTube, but I'm going to start to put a couple more video uh, chats up there. I think it's good. And plus... You can see what's behind Jesse, and you can see what's behind me. Um, Jesse, I mean, you, you had a, an amazing segue to it before, and now I'm going to shoot the bet on it and have a less less good segue. Yeah, yeah. less gooder. Yeah, less gooder. Uh, sounds like the Mustard Podcast all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> behind me is, a, is the start of the good in the good, the bad in Toronto. Behind me, celebrating the 2019 championship win, the Toronto Raptors, and a fucking gold record. Oh, it is pretty. And, I mean, what it, studio doesn't have a gold record, Anthony? It's not a studio unless you got a gold record, baby. If not, it's just a closet that your wife kicks you into. <laughs> well, you know what? I think you're going to have to make even more room, buddy, because uh, there's a good chance this year you might get a second I'll listen, I'm going to have to take down some Toronto Maple Leaf stuff to put that Toronto Raptor stuff up, but I'll do it if I got to do it. Would you dare? I mean, you, you might have to because the way the Raptors are looking right now and all season, there's a good chance there's a lot more Raptors memorabilia in your future, my friend. Well, I'll take it because I love the good and I love winning. I love the city and I love winning. Throw up the sixes, baby. Let's make this happen. Um, let's Let's break it down. I mean... Obviously, COVID this season is just a mess. It, it, the start of the season, you had your naysayers uh, talking about the Raps. Gonna, they're going to fall off the hype because obviously losing the best player in the league in Kawhi Leonard. But the Raps hung in the whole whole year, more or less floating around first, second, or third in, in the division. 
and never really losing the vision of playing a strong defensive game alongside of all angle scoring. We're talking perimeter, paint, half court, everything from the bench, everyone working and pitching in. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, of course, we don't get any coverage or any support in the state. You did bring it up before. We did get the Christmas game, which is huge for the Raptors. But, of course, we had all our doubters. And the fact that we lose Kawhi, like you said, nobody thought. I mean, they were th- saying, what, the Raptors were going to be an eighth seed? Like, we would get into the playoffs, but I doubt we'll do anything. All season long, we've been dominant. A defensive system that works, a coach of the year better be coach of the year in Nick Nurse. He's not going to get robbed. Amen. No, we, we talked again. We talk, I feel like it's deja vu, this weird deja vu thing. But we, talk, we talked about it before that no one else heard except for us. Uh, yeah. Nick Nurse got robbed last year. Milwaukee was a very good team. But but if you go out in the final, in the quarter, uh, sorry, conference finals, you don't get that honor. I'm sorry. A yeah. team out of nowhere get it goes uh, rookie coach. Come on now. Nick Nurse got robbed last year. He won't be robbed again. Double ends for the win. Yeah. He's a championship winning coach. And he's only been in the league for two years now. So he should get coach of the year if we make it as we should. I mean, Van Fleet is playing out of his mind. He's a stud. And Lowry's a stud. I miss Kawhi. And I I love Kawhi, buddy. Come back anytime. I think you actually made the wrong decision. And I'm not biased at all, obviously. Obviously. uh, But yeah, I, I see this team going pretty far. And like we said before, when we weren't recording, this is a good look at Giannis because when he's in a Raptors jersey, we know what he's going to bring in the playoffs in a couple years. So. You know, you if he leaves that Milwaukee team, can you imagine the mess that the Danforth is going to be? They every single every single restaurant will have a big Greek freak poster in the window. Everyone's going to have the Greek freak special. Listen, Giannis, There's going to be so this. much tzatziki sauce just thrown mm. in. They're just mm. oh. I'm, I'm, I'm loving that idea. Oh, yeah. I'm loving oh. that idea. Let's do this. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like it's weird because I, I want to cover the same things we covered, but we really don't take notes or check facts here. So um, some of the things we forgot, uh, well done. Some of the things that we've already talked about, I, I'm going to miss, but the Raps had an incredible restart to the season, going 7-1, and one, one semi-blowout uh, to Bo- uh, loss to Boston. Other than that, the team was on fire, and I, I heard this great interview with Nick Nurse, and he said, he asked the team, where do you guys, how do you guys want to break in nice and slow, maybe play a couple different ideas? The team's like, no, 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 we're going to crush everybody, and we're going to roll into the playoffs. I like that. I like that mentality. Of course, a champion mentality. What I didn't like is I don't want to. I don't want to show the other teams too much info. I want to keep some of that back so that we can, yeah. you know, make make it shine in the playoffs. But that impressive seven and one start makes other teams nervous. And if you're already midseason form going into this, let's go, baby. Yeah, to all the NBA players not on the Raptors listening to us right now, disregard what we're saying. You know, don't take any clues. Um, <laughs> and thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I can't believe that we have a Toronto team that's bought into what the coach is saying in the last few years, and they're committed, and they have heart, and they work hard, and they don't take shit, and they stick up for each other. Like, I'm loving it. Yeah, I have to agree, and uh, it, it's just amazing. I mean, we're lucky in our other Toronto teams that we have these 
superstar A1 athletes. Uh, you, you look at the core of the Jays and the Leafs, there, there's a lot of all-star talent there. The Raps may not have that, but you're exactly right. They bought into the, the system, and because they bought into a system, they're in a better spot for it. Yeah. Yeah, so, again, Nick Nurse, coach of the year. Um, Van Fleet, I, I really – he might play himself out of the Raptors with how well he's playing. Because if the Knicks yeah. or somebody just bring the truck and back it up and just give him the max contract, then what can we say? But they're that yeah. good. I hope they stay. Everybody seems pretty loyal to Toronto. It was hard for a long time to get athletes to come here, especially in the NBA, MLB, whatever. Oh, yeah. So I'm fired up for the future. Our, they're a deep team. Masai's the GOAT. I hope he's... Oh, for I sure. I don't know why yeah. they haven't signed him long-term yet, so... Um, yeah, things are looking up. I'm, I'm loving this Raptors. And they're up 1-0 in the series this year. Just domination. And Milwaukee totally. to Orlando today. So, heads up. Can you even imagine if Milwaukee doesn't get out of the first round? It's that weird COVID year, man. Like, I, I, I think anything could honestly happen this year. Nice pinky out. That's really royal. Thank you, buddy. Man, um... I mean, we, we can give the Raps a blow drop the whole time. There's not yeah. a lot to in this category, but I do want to move on a little bit. Um, yeah, there's something actually, you want to bring up. Yeah, so actually, before I get to that, I just want to bring up something that um, I'm, I really enjoy the dynamic of Tim and Sid when it comes to Toronto sports. No. But sometimes I want to strangle Sid Sixero because – he he made this comment and it I've kind of muddled a little bit with it in my in my brain, but I want your opinion on it. And it was basically him saying that he is he doesn't understand why Toronto is a hockey town when you have the Toronto Raptors, you have 3.5 million people showing up for a parade. The the Raps bring a championship slash gold record to the city. Um, is Toronto, Toronto isn't a hockey, this is his words, Toronto isn't a hockey team, it's not a baseball, uh, sorry, it's not a hockey city, it's not a baseball city, it's a basketball city. Now, my my problem with, with the, the quote is that the reason why Toronto's a hockey town and not a baseball or a basketball town is because of the incredible history of hockey in this town. Without hockey in this town, would it still be a major city? Like, think about that for a second. Look at all the other original six teams. There's not, like, Milwaukee, the original six team. There's no, like, Halifax, original six team. The reason why Toronto is a hockey town is because it has over 100 years of hockey history. What is it, like, 11 or 14 championships? I can't remember what it technically 13. is. Okay, that's close. And But also, too, more rinks in the GTA than anywhere else in the world. I mean, this, these are facts, and that's why Toronto's a hockey team, hockey town, and not necessarily about. I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, the pie, the the Toronto loyalty in sports, that pie has a bigger slice of the Raptors than it ever has. But you, you're not going to beat up the Leafs for for owning this town. That's my that's my goal on it. I want, I'd love to hear your opinion. Yeah. So my opinion on that is the typical fucking hot take from some stupid Toronto media member looking for shock or get people phoning in, joking the bridge, whatever you call it. I'm using air quotes here. 
So, right. of course, he says that because he's the type of guy who probably is sitting there with Tim before the show being like, oh, you know what, dude, screw it. I'm going to say it. I don't care. Let's see what they say. Oh, it's a hot day. So great. He comes out there and he says this stuff. It's obviously not true. Yes, Toronto is absolutely more of a basketball city than it was. There's no doubt about that. Toronto is a massive multicultural city. We have people from different regions of the world. So basketball and a lot of sports that are successful, they can make it big here. Um, doesn't take away from what the Leafs are. And you're never going to take away from what the Leafs are. Because okay, fair. even new Canadians and Torontonians especially, they end up loving the Leafs no matter who you are as a kid. Everybody wears the blue and white in this city. Well, not everybody, obviously. They're jerk-offs. But every time I travel around Canada, Calgary, Vancouver, Edmonton, out east, I always meet people who are Leaf fans. Or if I don't meet them, I walk into a bar and there's Leaf memorabilia, the Leaf game on TV. So there's a lot of people out there who hate Toronto just for the sake of hating Toronto. And they probably hate Toronto more than they love their own city. Because Toronto's, why do we get all the attention? Why do we get all the media coverage? It's because we're the center. Okay, that's Exactly. So you're never going to take away, and you're absolutely right about the Leafs' history. Even before the Leafs, the arenas, the St. Pat's, whatever you want to call it, we celebrated a 100th anniversary. You can't take anything away from that. A centennial for this team. That is generations of a family cheering for the same team, growing up, watching it with your parents. You can't take away from that. Yeah, my family has turned into a massive Raptors fan the last few years with Vince Carter and whatever. We watched the Jays since I've been born. Mama Walks is a big fan. Yeah. yeah. We cheer for Toronto FC as soon as they came. Toronto Wolfpack. I've been to the Toronto Indy a bunch of times. Like, it's a giant, massive city with different people with different interests. And it's going to fluctuate what's hot, what's not. Because you know what's going to happen, say, 2032? If the Raptors and the Jays are last place and the Leafs are in the Stanley Cup Finals, what's going to be the biggest team? What are they going to say is, are we a hockey city or basketball city? It's just because the Raptors are good now. That's right. I, I totally agree. And and we can say this. Vince Carter, 10, 15 years ago, or 20 years ago, I should say, Jeez. inspired a generation exactly. of current Canadian basketball stars. Exactly. Okay? And we're seeing it now, the fruit of that labor. Exactly. And this championship will bring another wave of Canadian players and I'm excited for that as well. But if we're if, if that's if that's kind of where we're going with that, how many players were inspired by Doug Gilmore? How many players were it's inspired by Wendell Clark? There there's waves and waves and waves of players that emanate from the Ontario region of, of hockey pool that that have made the, the the show. So if we're looking at that sample size, I think you're exactly right. The Raptors are hot right now. So is Toronto temporarily a basketball city? For sure. Have they been in basketball city for probably about four or five years? Um, no. Pro- maybe three years they've been a dominant. But even that, we, we look back at 2015, the draft. When, when Toronto fans found out that, that the, the Leafs were going to get the number one overall pick, and it's probably going to be Austin Matthews, the city went crazy for any for someone who's not even proven in North American hockey. Yeah. So our old friend's house when that happened and our whole family watched me get up and cheer that we won first overall pick. <laughs> we were actually, I, I was recording a, a podcast with Mike Perricone about about something totally unrelated and my brother texted me, Leafs got the first overall. 
I'm like, fuck, breaking news. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. And everybody has such a short attention span to what you were saying beforehand. Because let's remember how a lot of the people in the city felt about the Raptors during the really shitty end of Chris Bosh era. Or yeah. when the team wasn't that good before we had the players we are now. Nobody gave a shit about the Raptors. Low attendance, low numbers. It was easy to get a ticket. So there's a lot of bandwagoning. And with that, there comes really hot takes and opinions. And another point yeah. to that. Let's just wait until the friggin' World Cup is here in Canada and U.S. And then when we're old men, Anthony, and we're 50, 60, is this going to be a soccer country? Is this going to be a football country? Because everybody's going to be inspired by Alfonso Davies, Jonathan David on Team Canada. Right. So, right, right. so what's going to happen? It, it's whatever, like we said, the hottest thing in the city right now. That's what the city is. The Leafs aren't playing. The Jays are shit. Yeah, this is a Raptor city right now. I 100% agree with that take for now. For now, yeah, and I and I don't think and it probably changes year to year, but I'll say from 2015 on, this city has been reinvigorated as a Leaf Nation. Uh, oh, and, of course. And Have we then, actually on, ever won the cup? Just wait till till you see the celebration. Uh, Jesse, my man, if we can fucking get out of the first round, but we're not there yet. We're not there. Yet. Take don't a breath. Get, you're breathe it in. Getting me. I know. I know. Okay, let me. Let me just let me just point this out. We're going to talk about it. No, Some I'm other out goods. I'm out here. I'm <laughs> and and that concludes. Um, I want to show some ooh, show some love to the Toronto Blue Jays shortstop, the shortstop of the of now and the future, Mister Eleven Year Program Number One Year Hearts, Mister Bobichet. What's up, baby? Um, you, I think buddy. he's been doing incredible. Come on now. He went through a little bit of a patch, but he is on fire right now. He is he went a five for five in uh, two games ago. He's a major league baseball player of the week. Uh, unfortunately injured, but yeah. incredible. And and the Jays, they're not exactly. They're kind of for me. They're kind of in this not quite good and not quite bad. The little bit of the uh, the, the 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 middle of that. They're kind of like a in between a Gen Xer and a millennial. They're they're. I'm gonna put them in bad, but. Bobochet is one of those shining lights, one of the very few on this high potential team. Yeah. So, and this isn't even our Jays talk. This is really just a good Bobochet talk. We haven't even gotten into the Jays, mm. but yeah, he, he's an absolute stud. Like we said before, uh, breaking records, like you brought up, the flow, the hair flow, it's everything you'd want. So, oh, the bow the flow. Yeah, the bow flow. Yeah. And if we're going to bring up individual Bo knows players, Bo. too, yeah, Bo knows Bo. Man, he's going to be sick to market in this city. I'm telling you, if he actually turns oh, out, sure. we all think he's going to run this city. Bo knows T.O.? Come on now. Yeah, yeah, come on. Um, I'm going to shout out to Matthews as well. We are going to shit on the Leafs, obviously, and that's pretty much what this episode is entirely based around. Yeah. But Matthews... That guy, I'm loving the mustache. I'm loving his play. Yeah, there mm. are some improvements defensively still. He's young, but he had heart out there in the playoffs. Same with Captain Mo, uh, Morgan. Mm. So we'll get more into that, but just two semi-good individual shout-outs to our boys, the Blues, while we're talking. Yes. I want to share one story with you. Uh, my friend Larry, he's been a season ticket holder since 85, told me this incredible story, and since we, we may or may not – continue doing Jay's talk, uh, Jay's editions. I want to share the story because it actually is very good. And the story goes like this. 
we're, we're chatting and I said, man, Boba Shet with that hair, that smile, and the fact that he's an incredible player, he's, he's if, on, if not already, on his way to becoming a household name, this guy's going to slay. He is going to have 600 women bedded by the end of the season. And uh, Larry started laughing and he said, you want to know the best slayer that I've ever seen? And I was like, well, Robert Alomar, because all those rumors that he was gay or bisexual, he had like his pick. He's like, no, not Alomar. I was like, Gruber? No, not Gruber. Delgado? No. Billy Koch? Who was it, Larry? I got to know. It's, it's getting too intense. So he gave you like a three-second pause. He goes, Darwin Barney. No, I'm sort of fucking up Darwin Barney. Oh, fuck, I fucked up. Um, who was the other dude? Not Darwin Barney. <laughs> Played for Kansas City right after. Fuck. His name's just slipping my mind right now. Oh, oh. dude. <laughs> oh, my God. I can see his face. You Shaved blew. head. I know. I fucking blew the story. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? What's his name? Oh, dude. I can only think of Darwin Barney in my head right now. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the other guy. Not Darwin Barney, but the other guy. Oh, man. I'm trying to think. I, I can just think of the names you said. Billy Koch. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, all right, oh, all right. let's man. just... So that, that, oh, my eyes. That's going to come back to you. Just randomly shout out the name in the podcast. He's looking yeah. at more, ladies and gentlemen. I, gotta, I have to look it up we right gotta now. we got to get into this. <laughs> he tells the whole story, shouts out <laughs> the wrong name. Yeah, the, the, yeah the wrong name. I, I thought I had it, and then I couldn't... Uh, Ryan Gones! Ryan Gogos! The fucking Slay Master. The, the man may have not had a starting lineup, but he had a starting lineup in his bed. And good Why? for him. Why, I don't know. Why, a tripod, I, or what is it? like? You know what? There, he, Larry didn't, didn't specify, but he just said he actually he actually got told by the team like to tone it down a little bit. I don't know if he's giving away too many tickets or whatever, but the man, the man was making his name, planting his seeds. So, Ryan Gomes, a good <laughs> in a world of bad. The Bobachette is the next Ryan Gones. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, that's un- basically, yeah. All right, I'll open go. up round two. There you go. All right, so this one is Running Bear. As you can see, there's a Running Bear. This is a blonde ale, again, from New Ontario Brewing. Good stuff. If you see it, you're LCBO. Go check it out. Nice. Mr. Ba, baby. Yeah. What's bad? Well... We'll do a quick little bad with uh, they announced the CFL season's canceled. So RIP Argos this year. That's just bad. Obviously not the team. They don't have the support they need, but it's always sad to see when a team, uh, when they cancel the season. A league. A league. A league. Yeah. So quickly after that, the little Argo take. I guess we'll start with the Jays since we already talked about both. They're not quite ugly. They're not quite good right now. So they're in the bad. I have to agree. I mean, not out to a great start. I mean, Ryu is, is pitching very well after a couple of shaky starts. Um, the bats have started to wake up, which is a nice nice plus. But they scare me They scare me a lot because I don't know what team I'm going to watch. Am yeah. I going to watch a team that swings lumber, lumber and hits everything? Or am I going to watch a team that can't hit the ball at all and has like five defensive errors a game? So, uh... I'm in a little bit of hot water with Mama Walks. Mm. What you I, do? I said this team's going to finish one game under 500, buddy. 
She wouldn't be wrong. Currently sitting at eight and eleven. Yeah. So you're not off. So I said one to two games under five hundred. She did not like that because apparently the Jays are going for the pennant this year with the young guys. No oh, okay. from Mama Walks. But uh yeah, Bo Bichette, part of the bad sprained knee. A little bit of good as he got a second opinion and apparently won't be out as long, so that's a bonus. That's a little bit of a relief. Vladdy is, I guess, getting better a bit. He's at what, point two three three right now, batting average. He he was ice cold, man, and yeah. and and we talk, we talk about Bowie and how he, good he's doing, like batting three thirty three, like incredible. And then you look at this guy with so much hype around him in Vladdy. And don't get me wrong, dude, in the studio, I've got a Vladdy signed bat, I got a Vladdy signed ball, I got a Vla- Vladdy signed bobblehead. This guy's making a ton of dough, signed for thirteen mil when with the Blue Jays as a sixteen year old. Is he overhyped? I don't know. Uh, a bit still too early to tell, but I want to see more of, um, I don't know if commitment's the right word to the role or the team, uh, but I, I don't know. There's something missing there, and I can't quite put my finger on it with Vladdy because he has the potential, whatever. Right. The, but I, I, I don't know. Obviously, Bo has kind of gone past him. So, I, I think you're. I think you're right, yeah. And then Pearson's pitching tonight, too, so that's another young guy. How, how have you thought about Pearson? That's who I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, um, so I, I've been tracking Nate Pearson for uh, two seasons, but one season and uh, one season really closely, and I'm kind of shocked overall. Uh, not not in a good way. Yeah. Not in a good way, just because, I don't know. I think a year in the minors, even if he played half a year in the minors, and I get it, there's no minor league this year, so throw him to the big show and just see what happens. The downside to that is every time he plays another team, there's more major league data against him, which means when he gets more comfortable, there's already like a track record there. So that throws me for a little bit of a loop. I don't love the fact that he's playing this season, but I do kind of love the fact that he's getting this firsthand first-hand uh, breakdown of the league, and even though it's a short season, he can go in and see what kind of adjustments he can make in the offseason. So, so my opinion hasn't really changed since our Blue Jays podcast about this management and my trust in them. I'm just going to okay. say that right off the bat. Um, I have, I won't say zero faith, but I think more often than not, I expect them to make the wrong decision when it comes to our young farm team, whatever it may be. And I don't know about Montoya. I like him. Um, what do you what do you think about him as a manager? I mean, I like the heat sometimes. Uh, I think he's got a good relationship with the players, but I don't know yeah. if Montoya's our future, and they were so committed on him. But maybe that's just a bad take because they're losing right now. Yeah, I, I mean, his whole thing was – Latin, so he can, he can yeah. you know, he can have that relationship. But I don't think that really matters, and I don't know if if players react better or worse if their coach is American or or not. So maybe it's just yeah, like a little Latin bit more are... on the team. I mean, Hernandez. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean in the whole Latin. the whole league, oh. just in general, like you're saying how it's not that important. Like yeah. how many Latin players are on championship winning teams. And exactly. Joe Torre, Joe Torre, one of the more winning coaches of the modern era, era is Italian. 
And yeah. it's not like it's not like he, you know, uh, him and Bernie Williams didn't get along well, or or Rivera got him and uh, Rivera got along, or Cano, you know, like I can't imagine those things being factors. Yeah, famously yeah. stubborn so, and heated at, at times. Yeah, so I, I don't know exactly if if like that's an ideal situation, but um, I think I think Charlie's doing a good job. I think yeah. overall, you know, young team, you have to have patience. He he was in the uh, farm system for a long time. He was in the Tampa Bay farm system for a long time. So I have to imagine he's he's good with young players. There's no real veterans on this team. Uh, so I mean, you look at some of the pitching pitching maybe, but on the field, I mean, who who's who's your senior player on the field? Joe Panic, uh, Panic, uh, Randall Gritchick, like who? Who's like the? Who, excuse me. So probably. Uh, yeah, uh, just just a couple like really nice stats for the Jays though. Like that pushes them closer to the good than the bad. But Boba Shed, I said he's batting two thirty one, uh, two thirty three. He's actually batting two sixty one. Um, Hernandez has three sixty one. Sorry, three sixty one. You're correct. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Hernandez, seven home runs. Uh, and then when we look at uh, slugging percentage, Bobichet at 672. And then uh, OPS over one, which is higher than Mike Trout at this stage of his career. So there are some pretty things that Bobichet's doing. But it's it's him as a rising star and everyone else kind of at that sophomore jinx. Although Kevin Biggio's starting to pick it up. Yeah. He, he's like... He, he and he's the oldest out of those guys too, right? Yeah. So so are the young crop. He's the oldest, so he really doesn't have the time that the other guys have. What he needs to do is he has to have a, a second half of this shortened season that is above what he's doing now. He has to have that, or else you know I I would actually consider moving him for some pieces. Really? Yeah. I, I, unfortunately, he's the odd man out. Him and Goriel, in my mind, are the odd man out. Who on, on guys who are playing? Pretty okay on a pretty okay team. Yeah, that's their average to substandard average right now. And it's like, you can't really get excited about them. There are some big moments like the comeback and, and what have you, individual moments during the season. But uh, yeah, they're, even though I, I really sound like I have no faith in them and I don't know if I do this season, but probably just down with Toronto in general. Um, there is, they're obviously still a young team, like you said. You got to give them time. I mean, I've been a Leaf fan, so you don't have to preach patience to me. We're gonna give it to them, but there's only so much of the rope you can give. And like you said, that's when players like Biggio might be on the way out. Yeah, I, and I'm not saying that it's a lock. It's it's definitely not a lock. If, I mean, the Jays don't have the Jays have Ryan Telez, who's a good everyday uh, first baseman. But now they're kind of forcing Vladdy in there, so they're going to balance this DH role, which I already don't like. I don't like the idea of – okay, it's tough. I like – I kind of like Vladdy DHing, but I think for a young guy, he needs to be in the game more often. Well, and in that case – in that case, and I don't want Rowdy on the bench because defensively he's much better. Um, so I don't really know what the answer is at first base. Second base, it's like a, a revolving door. You got Bijou there sometimes. You got Panic there sometimes. You got – Oh, Travis Shaw is also at first base. Um, who's that young guy that the the uh, that made camp out of uh, Ezekiel? Yeah. Um, you know, like there's a handful of guys that can kind of play that middle position, and then third base, you got like five different guys who are playing third base. It just it doesn't make a ton of sense for me right now. And maybe it's maybe this is new baseball, but I just and the outfield the outfield is also a whole bunch of things. I feel for Anthony Alford. I feel like they just have him on the team just to steal bases. Um, I, I like Richard in center ba- in center field. I like 
Uh, I don't love, but I like Goriel in left. Uh, and then the offset in, in if it's um, Alfred in, in right or Alfred in center. I mean, the guy is so fast, but he's so inconsistent with his bat. I think really what you're getting at and pretty much almost said it is the problem you and I have right now with this team is it has no identity. Mm. What are these Blue Jays and who are these players? Like, what is this team actually going to be? Because we're in the AL East. And you know what? Sorry to say, this is a tough division. So who is this team? Toughest in baseball, really. Oh, and, 100%. And, I just, and it scares me because the pitching is, I mean, a, a lot of questions going into the bullpen this year. Is it is like, how well is this bullpen going to be? And it's been pretty good. I mean, Giles goes down, which, you know, it is what it is. It happens. But Romano stepped up. Um, there's been some really good moves. So the, the pen isn't really that bad. The starting pitching really isn't that bad. Um, and it, it's really it's really falling on what will be the future of the Jays, which is the bats. Um, this team will mash. They will be mashers. They will put they will put the, the gears to New York for how many mashes they get. But they're not there yet. So then what kind of team do they have to be? Do they have to be a small ball contact team? Or are they just going to swing and strike out? Because we saw that yeah. in 2015 and 2016. We saw how well exactly. that worked out. You know, exactly. if you're not, you got to be able to play small ball. And it was nice. Jansen and McGuire, I like the, the, the mix up between those two guys. I think that's one of those guys probably won't be a Blue Jay next season. But the good news is, like, they're really good right now. And McGuire is, is swinging the bat really well. And his defensive play is pretty good. Jansen's defensive play is pretty good. Like, I just better than. McGuire's, but his bat is so hot and cold. I mean, this guy's going to go 0 for 16, and then he'll hit like three home runs in a row, and then go 0 for 8, and then get two doubles. Like he, His bat is so inconsistent that it makes him hard. It's hard to keep him in the lineup during just his defensive game. Yeah, and you know what? We also got that kid who was the uh, player to be named later in the Donaldson trade. He just got called up today. So there's a few pieces moving in and out. Uh, so- for catcher? As a catcher? Yeah. Um, oh, what's his was name? It, is it the heavy kid? It was the uh, player to be named Larry. He's a 28-year-old. They're talking about okay. today. Okay. I, I must miss that. Yeah. But I, but anyway, so, yeah, that's – I want the team to find their identity. I, I like the pieces. But like you said, I, I mean, this could go exactly the way of 2015, 2016, just with younger players. And what are we going to do, just bring in – a new two or whatever, just these defensive gaps. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I still think they're going to finish under 500. I mean, I'm going to give them the whole, they're young. So it's the COVID year. Like everybody gets that. That's fair enough. I'm right. not expecting anybody to lose their job or whatever. You can kind of just clean slate, but I want them to play like the way it is with the Raptors. I want heart. I want these Jays to go out and they're just swinging the bats and they are diving and they're running. Just show me your love for this game. And I will watch the game. Show me you love me, baby. Yeah, show, show, show me, me love. Show me it. Sprinkle yeah. it. No, I agree. I think, yeah, woo. Okay, so well, what else can you, like, I, I also want to join you on that. Actually, for me, the CFL is in the ugly of all this stuff. Um, it's It's too bad. This is the oldest sports league in North America. But uh, I'm going to get there. I'll, I'll get there. But um, actually, the Wolfpack are also in the ugly for me, too. 
So let's and, just move uh, to the ugly phase right now. So okay, do we have anything good, else? Shades are bad. <laughs> everything else is ugly. Yeah, <laughs> everything else ugly. Okay, so let, okay, let, you're right. Let's get let's get this. Put on Bubba Sparks. Let's get this ugly. Okay. Oh, so, okay. if I may, the Toronto Wolf Pack. My heart, my boys. I can't. I, it kills me to say. Also, by the time this comes out, we are about to queue up an interview with Wolfpack legend, a.k.a. Sex on Legs, a.k.a. All the Way with Liam K. He'll be here, number five in your program, number one all time. Liam K. will be on the Not For 30 podcast. Ooh, I can't wait. It's so excited. Awesome. We've been we've been conversing, and he is just such a good bro. I'm so excited to bro with him. That's a fire up. But, but this is the ugly, and this shit gets ugly. You might have heard the world is going through a global pandemic. And when you're a transatlantic team, no good can come from that. So not only are the Wolfpack not allowed to play after working so hard to get to the elite level of English rugby, they got squashed the first half of the season, just raked, raked by with a couple of wins. But every team went out there to destroy the Toronto Wolfpack. They signed Sonny Bill, Sonny Bill Williams in the offseason, gave him a huge contract. And this is how weird this league is. And this is a very old league, started in 1870s. They have a rule. If a player comes from the two different, there's three types of t- rugby. There's sevens, union, and league. The Wolfpack play in league. But if a player comes from a union team and plays in league, his salary for the first year of the contract doesn't count against a cap. <laughs> it makes no sense. Okay. It's just a real thing. So he signs this big contract. The Wolfpack get obviously a little bit better. They make a couple other big signings. The Wolfpack get a little bit better, but are still losing games. Global pandemic happened. Okay, we're going to play in one of these two areas, possibly Newcastle, possibly Manchester. A lot of the guys from the original team are from Manchester. But David Argyle, the majority owner in the middle of this horrible season, has this interview come out where he drops the N-bomb a couple times and talks degrading to players of color. And the league the league kind of looks down upon that. He, he releases a statement kind of apologizing for his actions and just saying that it's um, kind of old habit. Um, so that starts to happen. Of course, with everything that's going on with COVID, the team starts losing money because they have all these high salaries. And they're not generating any money because obviously they don't have any home games, maybe merch sales, so on and so forth. They reach out to the English English government to kind of help support them because they they do play half their games in England. Uh, they get denied. The Canadian government gets denied. If they're not going to fund the CFL, they're definitely not going to fund this team. So that became an issue. And now the players of the Toronto Wolfpack, some of them have gone without pay. Some of the workers for the Wolfpack have gone without pay for now two or three months. Um, it's a scary situation. The Toronto, the, uh, Toronto Wolfpack may be sold. Uh, they're looking for an influx in cash right now. And my inside sources at the Wolfpack said they're trying everything they can to get money out to people. But there's just too many hands out and not enough money to go around. It's a bad situation. Um, they, they asked to hold their license for playing in the Premier League. Uh, the league revoked their license and gave it to another team. So they might not even get to play Premier League next year. They might get relegated down a league, um, or sorry, from Super League to Premier League. Uh, and it's all, all that stuff's heartbreaking. So as a Toronto Wolfpack Day 1 fan, this is heartbreaking. 
I'm sure Liam K won't say anything about it because he has a settlement with the with the team. But uh, it's ugly. It is ugly, ugly, ugly. Bad news. We may not have a, a international rugby team, or sorry, a transatlantic rugby team in the future. Uh, so some bad news. So ugly. That's my first ugly in a long line of uglies. Yeah, that's that's just really unfortunate. I mean, just how many dominoes are going to fall for this team right now? Uh, and and the, the interview, I did catch that. It's, uh, I don't know, it, it's brutal, man. It's just like, you got to know with 2020, you got to just, whatever your views are, or whatever you have inside your mind, man, just keep it to yourself. Like, don't, like, you got to know how to, like, not even justifying what he's doing. It's just an unfortunate situation all around. Like, you got to. Totally. You got to be smart only in a sports team. I mean, you're in the spotlight. And, and he, he's a loud, loud flamboyant guy so the fact that the fact that that happened it that was a first domino in this utterly shit storm for the Toronto Wolfpack so well, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking si- forward to the interview but I, I really hope everything works out for them because that's just uh that's just some brutal bad luck so hopefully it looks up after this. yeah and 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 j- just to add to it la- one last little bit is next year there's the Ottawa Stags coming into league one uh, New York, th- th- there's uh, a couple investors in New York that are actually contemplating buying the Wolfpack, but the Wolfpack won't be sold unless they stay in Toronto. So that's a big thing. New York may just try to buy them for the fact that they're already in the league, um, but New York wants a team. So there's a couple of things that the Wolfpack, their influence has been incredible because now we're, we're looking, we had one team, now we're going to have three teams that are going to be moving across the ocean to play these games. It's incredible. So the fact that they may not exist long enough to see these other teams come in, like local, I mean, they won't be competing against each other, but one day they may. So what what the English league wants to do is actually have a North American tier and then, then bring lots of players throughout the thing and throughout the season. And I wish that this could happen, but it's not looking very good. So pray for the pack. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm look, and hopefully, like you said, they're the OG team. So I'm, I'm really hoping they start having a long history, especially yes. if more teams are going to be involved. Like, why not? We're going to be. I agree. Uh, we'll see what happens. But um, what's yeah. your, what's your next ugly? Well, just like we said quickly with the CFL, the Argos, um, it's really unfortunate. You know, they they wanted the government's help. It didn't work out. Uh, a lot of people thought they were asking for too much money. But that, that wasn't it. They were just supposed to give out um, kind of a plan of how much it would cost for a year out, two years out, what COVID was going to cost. So people don't really need to focus on the numbers about the CFL that much. It just it really sucks. There's a lot of stuff going around that, you know, some players aren't going to get played. What, what's their contract like? Can they go to an NFL training camp? Because the NFL, I guess some good news, even though you're not an NFL fan, is that is another league that will be playing. So the CFL players want to know if they can do a training camp, if they can, you know, be released, whatever. It, it sucks. I, I hope it works out for them, just like the Wolf Pack. Yeah. Uh, those are and, kind of the two. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just just add to the Wolf Pack. I know I said enough already, but uh, they allowed all their players to play on other teams for the duration of the season, which okay. is good for those players. So hopefully the CFL can do the same. Yeah. So those were two mild uglies. Hold on, I got I got another minor oh. ugly. Oh, okay, okay. And it's actually it probably should have been in the good, but the XFL may be returning the I Rock, see. the People's Champ, my champ, 
has brought has bought the league for fifteen million bucks with his ex-wife Danny Garcia and uh, some other insurance money people, whatever. And they may bring back the XFL, so the dream is not dead yet. Who is your team again? Oh, the fucking Roughnecks, right? Yeah, yeah the second best team in the league. Team. Nah. You know what? My Battlecocks, my Battlecocks would have beat them in the finals. It would have been me and you in the finals, baby. Head shape for the winner. You're talking to a lifelong fan of the only team in XFL history who never lost a game. Who's never lost yeah. a game in their entire team history. Spanning I get it. however long it goes back. We're not going to mention really the date. We'll just no, say no, it's no, the longest a... time. But yeah, yeah, we're the best. So yeah. You know, when the Roughnecks and the Battlehawks went at it, the Battlehawks were, were 20 yards away from winning the game. Couldn't make it happen. I owe you. I owe you. So, so anyways. That, that, yeah, that sounds exactly like what a fan of a team who lost says. Oh, okay. <laughs> what other what other you got? Oh, you going into the big ugly? Yeah. Okay. I got to hold Pray to whatever gods you need, man. I had to cleanse my soul a little bit. All right, my man. We're going to be talking right now about the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I'm just going to quickly say, and I have said this verbatim on a podcast before, and I think it was the good, bad in Toronto last year, but it could be a different one. If they don't win a fucking playoff round, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they had a better season than they did, and the season was mediocre at best with the talent we have. So I'm not even giving them that. Like, at least they had a good season. Give me a fucking break. We shouldn't have played Columbus in the eighth, ninth spot. I don't even care. It's a joke. We can't even win a goddamn series. One series. I'm glad you guys got paid. Congratulations. Way to have all the fashion and the Instagram photos and the cars and I'm sure the bids you're slain. Not jealous at all. I totally am. But uh-huh. it's it's insane. These guys have we've given the keys to the castle to a bunch of young guys who haven't proven anything. I'm you know what? And and I want to bring up Marner quickly too before we get into it. Because I heard this great description. Because some people, especially the media, typical Toronto media, are like, why are they so hard on Marner? Why are they so hard on Marner as a whole team? Here's the reason why, quickly. Because we all live vicariously through fucking Marner. Because he was a Toronto-born kid who was a Leaf fan growing up. And unlike you, me, and everybody else, actually had some fucking talent in hockey to go somewhere. In fact, be a top-five pick. And with that top-five pick, he goes to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And do you know what he does, Anthony, instead of winning us anything? He takes us to the fucking cleaners. The first chance he gets. That's why Leaf fans are pissed off. I don't care if the contract was good in the future. You can't even win the first round. It wasn't Boston this year. It's not. It wasn't Boston. the first round, Jesse. It wasn't the first round. It was a qualifying round. I can't even. It doesn't I, even count. It's considered non-playoff appearance. My mind can't even justify that right now anthony okay i'm just saying it's the first round to give me some semblance of sanity because you're right it was to get into the playoffs and yeah you know what it's the covid year and it's a lot different and they didn't have all the time that they needed it was really quick they had so much time off 
Well, here's something shocking for everybody. So did every other goddamn team playing in the tournament, not just the Leafs. So you know what? Get your shit together. I love that you just took that, by the way. What a beauty. I hope you are watching that. I took a shot of tequila, and it's burning because it's burning less than what you're saying. What you're saying is hurting more than that shot of tequila. Yeah, I'm, I, you know what, you're talking and I can feel my temperature rising. I can see your eyes watering up. Like you're just, you're just, you know what? You are 100% right on Marner. And I heard Dubis give this fucking interview and he, he, you heard it, you know, and it's like, I don't blame Marner. He was fucking invisible. How about, yes, you can blame Marner. It's okay. You wrote him the check that he wanted. You, yes. There's, there needs to be some accountability. No kidding. And I get the Marner, how he said that one quote about how his harder effort wasn't into it in game one. And oh, yeah. He, he wasn't involved. And I understand how that gets blown up because he's a young kid. And what he's actually trying to say is that he just wasn't playing well game one. But as the series went on, he played better. But holy shit, is it just not an example of what this league team is? My you God. Know, you know, the, 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 it killed me because I read this. I, I was just looking at. I didn't need anything for for to talk about the 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 rap. Uh, fuck the Leafs like this, but I just I took this screenshot and it broke my heart because Matthew says Leaf loss in Cup qualifier, quote, pretty embarrassing. I get it. You played a very tough Columbus team that clogged everything. You couldn't get shots to the net. But let's not forget about a couple cute, cute little facts. One, you are a snipe assassin. You're finding holes that don't exist. You got Mitch Marner, the Magic Man, hanging out. You got John Grind My Gears Tavares. You got a, you got Tyson Berry, um, Morgan Riley. You have Casper uh, Capitan, uh, Jason Spezza. You got guys that can go. You got this stud, this 18-year-old blue chipper, Mr. Robertson. Robertson, you got enough firepower on that team to ice three different teams, and you're telling me that fine, defense wins championships. Columbus is a is a good team of good players that play their roles well, but you guys are elite level talent. You guys are supposed to make these guys look like amateurs, and you can't tell me that Columbus team who are getting their ass kicked by Tampa right now, you couldn't do some of that, dude. We're getting fucking manhandled by Pierre-Luc Dubois. And let's just get something straight. Even after that loss, I don't hate Columbus. I got no, I mean, I'm not a fan of them, but no ill will to Columbus. They didn't do anything that was like how I hate the Boston Bruins or Montreal Canadiens. Oh, they didn't play dirty. Yeah, I think Torch is hilarious. Seth Jones, that is a defense that we need, which is so hard to come by. But there are no excuses, whatever you want to say. Pierre-Luc Dubois, all these guys get manhandled. There needs to be some, I'm not even saying Matt Martin, but but where the hell is Kyle Clifford? Like, where are he threw, he threw one big hit in the whole series. He played, what, four or five minutes every game, threw one big hit. Yeah. I'm, not asking, like, I'm not asking to kill everybody, yeah. but you know what? If you're out there, make sure they know. I think it was game and, four or five, and someone... There was some dirty play in the corner. I think it was Pierre-Luc Dubois or, or probably Boone Jenner or one of the other idiots. 
and they were manhandling somebody. I think it was Marner. And Matthews actually started pushing them and going at them. My brother and I got up and cheered. It wasn't even a full-fledged fight. Nothing came of it. But we're going nuts. We're like, yeah, dude, fuck him, man. Stick up. Let, like, let's yeah. go. Let's go. And it's just Well, isn't on. that the passion that we, we're begging from this team? Yeah. Like, yeah. bros, instead of looking super cool, like all the cool kids in my high school that just hung around the portables smoking, fucking show some heart. Yeah. Tell show be be me because when I go out and play, I leave it all out there. Be me, make me proud to be your fan. Make me want to buy your jersey. Don't give me this one one highlight a year. Don't give me this uh, uh, two different four game winning streaks. No, give me something to be proud of. Because I'll I'll tell you this: when my when my girls get older, when my kids get older, I'm gonna enforce a fact. That heart is important. Don't give up. Never quit. Because cliche as it may, it gets you through life. Don't fucking nonchalant things. Because when I see Matthew show up and he's ice cold, I'm like, this guy could be a fucking assassin. But when I see him do these fucking circles on the ice, dude, I need you to be number one. Yeah. John Tavares, I'll tell you something. Out of everybody on the team, excluding Jason Spezza, everybody on the team... Needs to fucking kiss John Tavares' feet. He took the abuse in front of the net, and I don't care he's making $11 million a year. He signed with the Leafs on my birthday, and you want to talk pajama boy? Listen, I got love for John Tavares for picking Toronto. Did he mess up the grand plan, the grand channel plan? Maybe. But he chose to come to this city, the city, the team he wanted to play for, the first chance he got, and I respect that. Because he had the heart. He took a beating. His back was black and blue from the cross checks. And he really tried. Yes, he hit the post. Yes, he missed the net. I get those things. And those things are, are part of physics I don't understand. But him and Jason Spezza were the only guys I saw with heart and drive and what I need out of Toronto hockey. Because I grew up with Dougie. I grew up with Wendell Clark. I grew up with uh, Dave Andrichuk. Like these guys who left my Gardner. These guys that left it on there. Uh, what's the fuck? Uskavich. These guys took hockey skates to the face, whatever, stick cross checks to the neck. These guys came back for more. Yeah. And that's what uh, I need from this team. If he if he wants the league minimum again, sign Jason Spezza right away. Do you, we, okay. need, we need more Do you sign Joe like Thorne or Jason Spezza? Yeah. Who would I take? Who do you sign? Yeah. I would try to get both at this point right now because fuck this team. But I would take Spezza right now because. Yeah. He already has the respect and admiration of the team. You can tell that. Yeah. And if he wants league minimum and his heart's there, that is my fourth line center. Uh, unlike yeah. Mike Babcock, that's my fourth line center. Yeah, I so, agree. Yeah, uh, just frustrating. <laughs> I went on that Spezza tangent, but there was something I was, oh, this is what I was going to say. It's a little deceiving with Toronto and especially the Maple Leafs. But if you look back one decade, two decades, three decades, however long, the the stars of this team that the fans truly love are the blue collar guys because this might be a white collar city, but the true Leaf fans, if you really think about it, not taking away from inner city is the GTA, the surrounding area. It's this yeah. whole Southern Ontario. And we love heart and working hard. And that's why yeah. Eric Roberts and Darcy, yeah. whether you hate them or love them, those are Ty Domi, Ty Domi. What, like, there's always a whoever can fight on the Matt Stachin. 
Yeah, whoever throws hits on the Leafs is the fan favorite, and everybody yeah. knows that. So it's just, um, I, I don't know. They got to have, like I said, I went nuts when they showed Matthew having heart and all that. But they they need they need more veteran presence. I don't know who they need to bring in because Dermott's obviously not a, a top four defenseman or top two. He's a good top six. They got to have right. something stronger on D. They got to have. I, I mean, they thought in the Leafs management mind, we'll put a line together of Marner, Matthews, and Tavares, and not only will we have a dominating first line, but the the other the rest of the team is good enough that we'll just have waves and waves of attack. What really happened is Columbus shut down our top line and the rest of the team just didn't do They fell asleep. Yeah. Fell asleep. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I wasn't even against the all-star line. I was like, okay, you know what? Let's put them out there. They're going to, if anything, they're going to grind down Seth Jones and Wittenberg and, and the other defensemen. What ended up happening is exactly what you said. And it's heartbreaking to think, okay, the money, I don't care about the money because it's not coming out of my pocket. You know, if, if, you know, if, if, if Trump, if Shanahan showed up one day, he's like, uh, listen guys, uh, we all need to pay a little bit to these guys. So if anyone could just shell out a couple toonies, we're going to, we'll cover it all. It doesn't matter. The money doesn't matter to me. It's where, where were you with the, with the big plays? Now, granted the comeback was amazing and it gave me false hope, but I need that. I need more than that. I need, I need that all every game. I need them to win 5 nothing every game or 6-1 every game. I need big wins, and we didn't get any of that. And I just felt Kerfoot. Kerfoot was all over the ice, but did nothing. But How that, do you that's do not that? even the guy uh, in that trade you that you're talking about. <clears throat> yeah, you know what, man? Kerfoot shouldn't even be the guy you're focusing on right now in this trade, and he was invisible. Do you want to even talk about Tyson Berry? Please do. Because Nathan Kadri is almost leading all forwards and pipes in the playoffs in every category. Uh, the fact the fact that he uh, might go to conference final, it, it, I'm a little happy for him, but I'm also a little sad. Yeah, I'm going to cheer for Kadri for the rest of his career. I'll just put that out there right now. He's always going to be a guy I like. Um, I had such high hopes for Tyson Berry because. Just like everybody thought, oh man, the top power play guy, he brings up a lot of points. With this forward group, he's going to have like a 70-point season as a defenseman, clearly. Well, Colorado must be laughing because they knew the truth with Kale McCarr and everybody coming at that. He is definitely not worth that because Buddy thought he was getting that $8 million contract a year after this. I got news for you. You're looking at Jake Gardner money. Yeah. Yeah, and Jake Gardner, who may be eliminated from the playoffs very shortly, cannot win against Boston. Oh man! I, you see, I that? see he, he's just him and Reimer are. It's like it, it's like the blue and white disease exists even when they lead the team. Dude, they got Vietnam flashbacks about Boston. It's insane. <laughs> okay, we got a question in. Should I? Should I? Uh, I'm gonna ask you the question because I don't I really want to answer. Yeah, <laughs> Mama Walks asks. Okay. Uh, the question is, let's see here, if I knew how to use Instagram, this happened already once to me. It's okay, it's a brand new app. So. Yeah, right, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm just getting used to it. Okay, okay, it's still not showing up. All right, here we go. Uh, okay, 
who will the Leafs, who on the Leafs with an expiring contract would you sign? And thank you, Daniela M19, for sending that in. Who on the Leafs with an expiring contract would you sign? Just one. Uh, I so, I was uh, thinking, do you want me to go over? You want to, well, so I, my first, yeah, go over, go over. Okay, so we have Cody Cece, yeah. uh, Tyson Berry, uh, so we're doing UFAs and RFAs. We're doing both. Oh, yeah, I'll put everybody out there. Okay, okay. Um, you have Spezza, Gauthier, uh, um, the Superman, Clifford, uh, that's, uh, uh, Dermot? Nathan, Dermot, no, I think Dermot signed a contract. Let me just double check on that. Uh, Dermot, Dermot, yeah, thank you. Uh, oh, you know what's funny? The Leafs still are buying out Gabrowski. I don't know. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that's it. Goaltenders, uh, Jack Campbell, he just signed a two year, so he's got one plus two. Yeah. Okay, so, so there's your guys. Just one. Man, oh man. At my heart right now, because of the playoffs and the bet, I want to say Spezza. Yeah. But I think my choice right now, and I know I have to pick one, but it's between Dermot and Superman. And probably if we can get him at cost, I'm probably going to go Dermot. I'm probably going to go Dermot. I'd shore up that third pairing. We can get him cheap. Because as much as I love those forward guys, it's a big league, and you can find replacements, good or bad, how they turn out. Right. I agree. Weakness is defense, so if I had to make one signing, it's going to be a defenseman. And at somewhat potential, even though I think it's only a top six now, I, I'd go Dirk. i go Dirk. Yeah, I like that a lot, and I think you're right on it. Uh, I like Mikheyev a lot, and... Uh, if, I mean, if you can't sign Dermot, then I'd put my energy into that. But I'm also hoping for Petrangelo, too, because why Why wouldn't you want another Italian on the team? I All right, next question. I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor. No, no lies, but apparently I know somebody who is married to, like, the sister or brother of Petrangelo's wife. Or some I like crazy, it. yeah, yeah, some Gaza crazy <laughs> TMZ Hollywood shit, and I've heard that he's for sure not signing in St. Louis, and he does want to come to Toronto. But Wait, that's what, just what the ten million bucks? Yeah, oh, I see. That's what I said. So I'm, I'm arguing. So I heard this from my dad, and I'm arguing okay. the whole time. And he's like, no, no, for sure happening. Although he did call the Tavares signing, but. Uh, I, would, I would love to transfer, but he'd have to come here knowing that he's taking like a discount to, to win the cup for the yeah. And if he like, doesn't have his jersey, day goddamn one. I I would even take like a two-year deal. I don't know what he's making right now, but I'd like to say two-year deal at six or or I don't know what he's making now. But so, all right. So uh, the one thing Dubis is, is right in is we actually are going to have more cap space than people think. So. I mean, with the people we're going to lose, obviously it's going to take away from other positions. But the Leafs, we took a bit of a discount, like you're saying, at that price, and we could sign Trandolo. And, I mean, Barry, I can't see Barry coming back. No, he's going right? to go to Winnipeg or Edmonton, or he'll go out. Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. But he's gone. You know what? I, I can actually, 
Reese. It will be a quick, yeah. Because as much as the Argos falter, I believe in the CFL mind, they're a flagship team. And they want, the CFL wants the Argos to succeed. And Ambrosia was on overdrive today, pretty much saying that, that the way that he got the buyers in, the two guys for the Alouettes, that's what they're yeah. trying to do for the Argos. And they think the real issue is that they're not getting to the community and outreaching more. So I don't know what that means. I don't even know. I don't even think my answer is really I know how to get the Argos to be bigger because the NFL does have a big influence in this area. And really what comes with the Raptors and the multiculturalism, it's just the CFL is just not big here. There's not that deep-rooted sense of community. Like if you talk to Argo fans of the past, like my grandfather and stuff like that, like the Argos were big at a time here in Ontario. Yeah. Massive. Oh, especially during the 70s. I mean, it was, yeah. they were so big. So I think, I think yes. I, I don't know their prolonged future, but I definitely think they will survive after COVID, and, and the CFL is going to do everything in their ability to make sure Toronto succeeds. I like the idea. I, I can't imagine the Argos not succeeding. It just doesn't make any sense if they wouldn't, even though they're not. They, they are, I'd say, uh, an important franchise to the league. They, they, they may not be the keystone of the league, but... They are very important. I can't see them not, but I like the question. Thank you for the question, Chalupa. Just on a side note, Alex Petrangelo, 30 years old, from King City, north of the Six. Um, five million bucks. He signed a contract in 2014. Five million bucks. So he's at least going to be looking at $7 million this season. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking 7 to 8 for him. Would you Would you sign him at 7 with the contract? Yes. Yes. Yeah. What like like what like like what kind of, what can I what can I term? It, I mean, I, I I think it's going to be short term, like you said before, just based on his age and, and where he is. But if he does come for seven million or less, that means he's coming to his hometown team like the Bars did. Even though Bars didn't take a pay cut, I'm not saying that. Well, I think he took less money. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. But San Jose was offering like thirteen million bucks. Yeah, but it wasn't. He didn't. It wasn't necessarily that pay cut to help with our set. It was, but it like Petrangelo would be taking a massive discount. He could make right. into a million if if right. the team in Vancouver or Arizona or whoever would send out a big contract. So what I'm saying is Petrangelo would be coming to Toronto to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I know that kind yeah. of sounds like an obvious statement, but like we fans know what that means. It is your hometown that you're bleeding blue and white. He'd be coming home for a purpose, a reason. Right, 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 right. At three, All right. I would think four years, three years, maybe. Three years, I'll say. I, a three-year three deal at, three, like, let's seven. say, let's say, I didn't do three years at 7.7. Okay. 7.75. Yeah, I'm okay with that. All right, <laughs> next one. Which player, players possibly... Which players slash possible deals would you see in the least future? Hmm. Well, I, I've always kind of been on the wagon of, uh, not that he's a fan or anything, but Joe Thorne could possibly come here in the future. I think I, another one I heard was DeMello, the defenseman. Oh, yeah. I heard that today. I actually think that's... Uh, Ottawa? Yeah. 
So that's kind of uh, what the Leafs need to focus on with their defense. And so what I mainly focus on right now is defense because I think it's our biggest gaping hole. Is For sure. They need to, A, stop the cycle and the bullshit in our own end where we just give them minutes and minutes of playtime. Oh, and my God. And we also need to get so much better, Anthony, at our breakout and getting out of our zone. Yes. How many years have we been saying this? It, it, it makes me crazy when I see them loop in their defensive zone, drop back in hopes that Elander, Barner, whomever can get skate through the neutral and do this one little drop off to whoever's hanging at the blue line, and then they shoot it, and then it misses the net, and then the other team has a two on one the other way. It makes me crazy. I can't handle it. All right, uh, last before you before you move yeah. on to my question too, part of the answer as well is I'm curious what's going to happen with Freddie. Because is he going to ask yeah. for a new contract? Are we going to keep him? Because then my signings, even though we kind of screwed up with the whole later thing, but are we going to be looking at keeping Jack Campbell and signing veteran Braden Holby to a short contract? Are we going to be going for like a, a really young guy, someone's backup, which I think is a little bit out of our price range unless we're going to give up somebody big? So I could see the Leafs making possibly a goaltender move in the next year if we don't re-sign Freddie. Otherwise, we're going to have to... I, I definitely at least another veteran, and I do not think that we're going to re-sign Kyle Clipper. So we're definitely going to have to get someone tough again as well, even though he didn't do shit. So I, I would okay. without saying a name, we got to look at more great. You, you may or may not have seen on our, on our uh, podcast Instagram feed the hot rumor out of Pittsburgh, the lease Pittsburgh one-for-one, one, Anderson for Matt Murray. I did not see that. Murray's making a little bit less money right now because he's still on his old contract. But Anderson is, I think he's five right now. Really, what are we looking at? Six, six and a quarter for Anderson? I, I mean, his numbers are pretty awesome. So he, he'll get money. But is he willing to take a little bit less or something along that line? So, so that's, that, that's the answer to that trade. And I would I do it? Is how much is Freddie asking for? Because if Freddie's asking for too much, then yeah, I'm absolutely making that trade, and I'm taking Matt Murray, and I'll see what he does in the Leafs uniform. Because there's really two options: we get rid of Freddie, like you're saying, and we bring in a goalie like that, or we re-sign Freddie, and we're just going to have our young uh, Wall and those young goaltenders kind of coming up as backups, and potentially one of them takes over, or we just keep the influx with Freddie. So I'm going to say. Man, that's a tough one. I did not hear that. Matter. Or, or do you, do you go complete left field like like you said? Let let him walk. Let Campbell walk or trade. You sign Braden Hopi at whatever he's asking for six, seven, eight, nine million dollars, and then just just take him, take your guys from the minors and bring them up and, and give them fifteen games a season. See, it's one of those things too because it's going to play into effect. If the Leafs are good, if we win a playoff round next year. It, if we actually show something, God damn it. Players are going to want to come here because if you win the cup with Toronto, you know that you just won the cup with the goddamn Maple Leafs, and you're yeah. gone. So I think I think it's one of you those think any of those guys team. last year in St. Louis are buying yeah. a drink ever again in St. Louis? Never yeah. again. Brent Hall can walk around naked and won't be arrested. 
Like, man, we didn't even win the cup, but during the pack win era, towards the end, how many veterans and big-name players came to play for the Leafs because it was the Leafs and they were a good team and you had a chance to win with the Leafs? Oh, yeah. Totally. Really, I mean, almost the trades and everything that's going to happen is in the Leaf players' hands. That You've thrown me for a loop with the whole Matt Murray for Freddie Anderson thing. I almost think that I... I haven't really given up faith on Freddie yet because I've wanted to re-sign him for a while, but... 0-4 big games, my man. Yeah, I know. 0-4 is a is a terrible stat. We got lots of questions. I, I can't, we can't, we can't. Actually, we don't. We have one more question. But. <laughs> uh, again, from Mr. Chalupa. Again, thank you, Aaron. How far will the Raps go this year? Repeat? Um, so I don't like that you put the question mark at the end of that. It should just be a statement. So yes. how far will the, or the Raptors go? Repeat. So yeah, nice. that's it. Well done. Already answered it, buddy. Well done. Thank you for the question. So not only are we repeating, but then we're re-signing. We're, we're not re-signing, but signing Giannis, and we're going on to a four-peat. Ooh. 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 I like it. I like it. All right, uh, Mr. Walker, is there anything else you want to touch on? Oh, hold on. No, I, <laughs> I know we just joked to Chalupa, too, and I know he's listening to this, so Chalupa, seriously... I, I do think the Raptors have a great chance of winning the final, <laughs> but um, I said for sure the semifinals was my like pick when talking to my Raptor buddies and stuff. I said semifinals for sure, but I will say now for sure we repeat. You know, conference. Uh, it, I can't. I can't see them not making it to the conference finals. I can yeah. see them definitely there and possibly winning, depending who it is. Boston's going to be a motherfucker, but if if they beat Boston along the way. There's no reason why they can't win the East and take and at least go to the finals. And if they're, I mean, who knows what happens in the West? It is so crazy. Here's what I'm saying: NBA Finals, Raptors versus Kawhi. Oh, Raptors win it. Could you even imagine? Dude, I will go bonkers. I will go, <laughs> I will go bonkers for sure. Burn all the Kawhi jerseys. Burn them all. I, he, that. I'm serious. It's going to be like Tracy McGrady, who comes out now and says his, one of his biggest regrets of his career is leaving the Raptors because he didn't want to share the spotlight with his cousin because he knew they had something special. I'm telling yeah. you, Kawhi will regret leaving the Raptors. Now, I like if, it. The Clippers, I like if the Clippers win the finals, shove it right up my hoop, and I'm totally wrong. So there you go. Yeah, good time either way. All right. That being said, the good, the bad, and Toronto Ball Walker. You can find him on the Mustard Podcast, found right here on the Not For 30 Podcast. You guys have the finality of Tart Madness coming up. Are you happy with the results? Um, <laughs> I didn't even really want to be a part of this documentary, so yeah, I'm happy with the results, and I'm super pumped to be moving on with the boys, but I did have a great time doing it. I'm very creative. I think I did <laughs> All right, we're gonna get you in. We're gonna do. Oh yes, of course you have a you have a big thing you want to say, and I can't believe we waited this long. Get it yeah. out, my man. I'm gonna do a little shout out here to Bayern Munich, my football team. I'm wearing the jersey right now. They're heading to the semifinals of the Champions League, and I'm telling you right now, anybody listening, remember the name Anthony YouTube, Alfonso Davies. Canada's own. Canada's own. I'm telling you, he is gonna be the Canada athlete of the year in the future because if we actually have a Canadian who's a top football player, you've never seen the hype like this. 
So yeah. let's go Baron semifinals. We're going to the finals to beat PSG. Fuck PSG. Woo! Whoa, okay, damn. And anyone who thinks that uh who was that dude that Canada Canadian board played in England? Owens? Yeah, yeah, Michael Owens. Mike Michael Owens? No. Oh yeah. No. no Whatever his name is. Not Owen Hart either. But not even close. Like, Mitch, like Jonathan Davies is so much better than Owen Hargraves. Hargraves? Yeah, Owen Hargraves. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was like Davies is leaps and bounds better. Leaps and bounds better. And another yeah. guy. Yeah. Another name, Jonathan David. He just signed with the French team. That's enough. I'm telling you, when the 2026 World Cup comes, Canada might have an OK team. I'm not saying. We're going to compete for anything. We might contend. We might contend. Okay. You can, that's Bob Walker. You can find him on the Mustard Podcast. It's probably Putin's edition coming up soon. Might even have him in studio. Hopefully, let's pray to the gods and COVID can stay down. I'm Anthony El Jefe. This is the good, the bad, and Toronto. Fuck me, right?